Hello, welcome to Birth Connecting with Ruve Sinclair, your podcast host. Here on Birth Connecting, we talk about all things birth, postpartum, early parenting, community building, doula work, birth worker skills and responsibilities, and business. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's get started. Okay. Oh, got another question. Okay. So you touched on monkeypox a bit. Um, can you tell us, like, how do we distinguish between, cause you're talking, you know, we know the kids are back in school. How do we distinguish between chickenpox, uh, <laughs> hand, mouth, foot disease and monkeypox? Um, you get it te- if there's any lesions. So the only way to test monkeypox is if you have an actual lesion and that we need to be able to swab it quite vigorously, actually, which is why it needs to really go into, it needs to be done in a, in a clinical um, situation or one that's really set up for that. Um, and you, it has to be swabbed really vigorously and put into um, a, uh, a specific kind of, of uh, transport um, uh, tube to be sent to a lab. Only certain labs even are able to test for monkeypox. So it's, it's growing. They're trying to get that particular infrastructure in place. Um, but that's how you would have to be able to tell um, whether or not you actually have monkeypox or, you know, something else going on, like you said, chickenpox and all that. Um, so it's, it has to be testing is always going to be at the, the heart of every, okay. you know, of everything is that you really have to tell that way. Okay. So for it, clarity, by the mm-hmm. time you actually have a sore that might be oozing, you have already you're already, you've been contagious for a couple of days, right? Yes, you actually okay. have, yes. So then, yes. okay, so there, so we know about that. Um, what is the treatment for monkey? Sure, so there's a treatment called T-pox that, that's uh, basically a, a, an, um, a uh, antiviral, but it's, it's something that is not as um, available as it should be. Um, again, some of the stockpile-ish kind of things that are happening with the U.S., they didn't, they didn't stockpile enough. And then what they did, some, somebody in the world let it, let, it, uh, let it fire without replacing it. That's why we had a shortage and a, and a mm-hmm. delayed re- response to monkeypox. Mm-hmm. So now everybody, everything had to get ramped up to start getting more vaccine uh, created. And so even with us being um, one of the few clinics in Milwaukee County, now there's five um, in Milwaukee County, um, but we're the only clinic-based um, organization or site that's, got, that's gotten monkeypox. And we're clinic-based, community-oriented, and we're mobile. So nobody else is doing all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And so because of that, we're in different places and spaces with um, getting our vaccine is given, getting sent to us based on um, the, our ability to, but it's being meted out is my point. It's not like you get thousands of doses of it like we did with, with COVID. Now we're getting pieces, pieces, pieces. And so, um, we're, so we're being very tightly, you know, held to a very tight timeline and, and just get enough doses for today, you know, get enough doses for this week, you know, like it's really tight. So there is a um, uh, vaccine for it clearly, um, but again, it's in low supply and there's a actual medication for it um, and it's in low supply, but you still have it even with the medication, you got to have it for about um, four to six weeks. Oh, you have to take the medication for four to six weeks. 
you may you're gonna have the, the symptoms from the yes you oh, have the, the symptoms, symptoms from the vaccine yes wow. so it takes a while for it to actually clear up some people have reported two to four usually those are people who've had chicken pox or some other kind of pox in the past so they have they have a faster reaction to recovery um, but those that have never had any you know exposure to any other kind of pox they they're the ones that take longer um, it's fever, headaches, muscle and backaches, swollen lymph nodes, chills, exhaustion, respiratory symptoms, so sore throat, nasal congestion, cough, um, rash um, near or around your um, genitals um, or anus, but could also be in other areas like your hands, your feet, your chest, your face um, and mouth. And the rash will go through several stages, including the scabs before they, it starts healing. And it can look like a pimple or a blister but it can be more pa most painful and itching. And, and a lot of people say the pain of that is excruciating. Oh, it's really I hate, oh God, my heart goes out to people. I hate to, to, to hear that. Um, you know, I know that viruses, um, like having the lesions, I mean, a lot of us did grow up having monkeypox. I know there's a whole, I mean, monkeypox, I mean, uh, chickenpox. There's a whole generation that got the vaccine and they've never had chickenpox, but I, you know, I remember, I remember our sister helping me with the calamine lotion. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. um, and it is, it's hard to um, not scratch. And I started with one little, um, I still have the scar. I started with one little bump under my arm. I was six years old. I actually remember it. And then from scratching it for two or three days, showing mama, all of a sudden, boom, they were everywhere. And I do mean yes. everywhere. Mm -hmm. They were every eyes, ears, vag vagina, like they were everywhere under the mm -hmm. feet. So, um, and, and again, I'm saying that because there are some people who are in our group who never even experienced chicken pox because they got the vaccine. Uh, so now I'm, I'm starting to think, remember in the beginning in 2020, if you had COVID, it was like this psychological um experience as well as social experience like as well as physical experience because like oh my god like you got the plague and so now I'm just thinking gosh people with monkey pox you won't even be able to hide it and what it will be the social um kind of the emotional experience of that of being ostracized for having monkey pox especially because the layering the story that's being told which we know it's not true but that it is something, you know, for gay men or men having sex with men, let me say it like that, um, that it's, it's a disease that's primarily spreading in that community. Um, I don't know if you want to speak to that or if you've seen, witnessed some mm -hmm. of the psychological impact of mother. Yeah, yeah, I have, um, because that's the group, um, again, because of my relationship with the um, LGBTQ plus um, population, we don't just take care of them here as patients. Um, we actually go to there. They have transgender um, community meetings. We, we come to those meetings. We answer their questions. Um, we give them support. Um, like we just um, had a podcast with um, some of them talking about monkeypox as well as COVID um, just the other day. So we, again, Health Connections embeds ourselves in these communities in ways where they know that we're a resource and they've used us in that way. So the clinics that we have in the community right now, in fact, we have one this evening, um, are at clinics where um, a lot of people from the LGBTQ plus community um, come for actual regular care and, um, and, and social services. And so, yes, this has been part of our discussion as during their 15 minute wait time after they get their vaccine, 
you know, this is the, the type of discussion that um, I have myself and my team kind of have with people as we're giving them um, education right while they're waiting. They're waiting anyway, so let's talk about it. What kind? How's this impacting your life? How does this impact your social work? You know, your your social you know decisions. And yes, if you have something on your face, you know, and people see it, you know, it has become. And those of us that again have been working with HIV, you know, all of our careers, this this was immediately a connection between how people um, had saw. Uh, people with HIV, it was an immediate connection to that experience. So it was like it was like professional PTSD for those yeah. of us that dealt with HIV because we're like, here we go again. And, and Dr. Fauci was there. In fact, he was one of the nemesis, if you will, from the government that we were doing a lot of act up and a lot of different protests against how the government was responding to AIDS. To AIDS. Mm -hmm. um, this, is, this is a very similar feeling and a similar thing that's happening. The methodology might be a little bit different, but we're still protesting how the messaging first came out about monkey monkeypox this time around. And for it to be, you know, labeled gay, um, gay men disease, because what happened what, with AIDS is happening now is that people hear gay men, they're like, oh, I'm not gay, I'm not a man. So this doesn't apply to me, which is not true. You need to go to the point of the actual action. What is the active activity that transmission takes place? And it's close to close skin to skin contact. So if you're going out to the activity, there's a lot of people, and clearly this group that I'm speaking to here, that that disimpacts. I so I, so I have a great example. There was a a, a young man who went. Um, he had a TikTok black man. And he was like, yeah, I don't fit the description. I am not having sex. Black man, gay. But what he, what he is doing is he's participating in um, these events where they're dancing, their shirts are off. There's a lot of skin to skin contact, but not necessarily sexual at all. Um, but you know, dancing up on people and everybody's sweating. And so he had monkeypox. And he was like, it, it, and not because I'm having sex with anybody, but it is, like you said, going to the action, the prolonged skin-to-skin -skin contact um, contributed to the transmission for him. Um, which also brings me back to like, I'm thinking, are we back to um, needing to understand how viruses are transmitted? Like, can people, like, are we in danger if we go to the same pool as somebody who might be incubating monkeypox? Remember we used to talk like that or wonder about that? Like if people had HIV, if you found out like Ryan White, don't we remember that? Um, if he went into a pool and they like drained it, they drained the whole pool. It's kind of like going back to when black folks, you, if we went to a pool, the white people would drain the whole pool. Like I, I'm just wondering how much education do we need? Because remember, again, you're talking about acting up and lesions from HIV positive or you know people with AIDS. Well, there's a whole host of people who were born on this in our group who were born in the 80s. They were babies when we were doing a lot of this acting up. So I think when when you all talk about the advocacy and the education, we gotta not everybody has the same bit of history. They can't, everybody can't harken back to the time of AIDS advocacy because they were two and three years old. <laughs> so we do have to bring out the history and teach um, a little bit more than we have um, because not everybody has the same the same history memory um, as right. uh, as the rest of us. So, right.
Okay, well, this was excellent. This was, thank you for your time. I know, know you are literally moving around and got a thousand projects going on. So I appreciate you partnering with the Black Birth Worker Wellness Collective. You know, a big part of me, um, you know, reaching out to different speakers and presenting um, different topics is about the wellness part. Like here we are caregivers of our own families, of our own selves, but also of community. And we need to be armed with information. So, you know, Erica, thank you for coming on and being a part of uh, being an informant for us, helping us stay educated. And as things move, move on um, in the season, I hope you'll, you know, send us some updates, some tips and pop back in. Um, we appreciate um, having the collective support. Oh, I also, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I also just want to remind everybody that there's a health clinic in your community probably doing what Erica, what HCI Health Connections Incorporated in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, what they do. That's, this is a reminder that you need to find your Erica in your community or as close to your community as possible. Maybe they're regionally, maybe they're in the next state over. But part of our responsibility is to connect up with partners like Health Connections Inc. and make sure that this, is, this person is in our network where we can ask questions, where we can call them up, where we can send clients um, to them, or we can get care for our own selves or our own families um, from community partners like Health Connection Inc. So thank you, Erica. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you later down in the, into the fall, winter season, all of us healthy, but um, you coming back to give us more information. Okay, I look forward to it as well. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye.